Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. We argue about a lot of things these days, but we don't generally argue about whether someone has died or not, unless maybe we're speaking about Elvis. Uh, Death is pretty clear. Sorry to put it bluntly, but when you're dead, you're dead. It's obvious, it's clear, it's final. When that coffin is being lowered down into the ground, that is it. Unless, of course, you have faith in Jesus. Unless you believe that he is who he says he is, the Son of God. Unless you're able to accept that he paid the perfect sacrifice for you and for me so that we could share in his risen life, the life of God. And this, of course, is the Easter message that perfect love has conquered death. And not any death, but your death and my death. The resurrection is not just an event that we remember, but it's a promise that we all get to share in. That death will never overwhelm you. Death will never overcome you. That new life will always be found through any death that we may experience. Because Jesus died our death. Of course, we still experience the phenomenon of death. But in Jesus, the sting has been taken away. The sting of death, as St. Paul reminds us. If this is true, where is it? Where is the resurrection? Have you ever wondered? And where is it, especially when things are difficult? Where is it when you lose a job? Or worse still, you, you lose a parent? Or you lose someone you love? Where is it when you can't find a partner or you can't fall pregnant? Where is it when your, your life, your marriage is falling to pieces? Or when your children are, are driving you up the wall? Where is it when you feel depressed, alone, anxious, afraid? Where is the resurrection when the world is under pandemic? These are important questions because the resurrection is not just wishful thinking. It's real, it's tangible, so we need to be able to locate it. Now, some might say, well, resurrection is, is coming. It's, it's in the life to come. And, and, and of course, there's truth to that. Faith helps us to see a, a much bigger picture. It gives us a much bigger perspective for our lives. And as we were reminded in the opening prayer, it's, it's Jesus that, that, that opens the door to that bigger perspective for us. It's Jesus that has, has conquered death and unlocked for us, us the path to eternity, we prayed. So resurrection is coming. It's a future reality, but, but that 
in itself is not an answer to the question. When we look to people of faith throughout the ages, and when we look to our own scriptures, it's very clear that resurrection also overcomes death in our life now. Yes, the main course, the dessert, they're still to come, but the entree is here for us now. We heard it in the psalmist today. He says, the Lord's right hand has triumphed. His right hand raised me up. Here is someone who has experienced the power of the resurrection now. If it's real, we must be able to see it and experience it, to be able to locate it now. So where is it? Where, where is the resurrection? How do we know that it's real? Well, before I offer an answer to that question, I want to suggest a few places that we, we don't go looking for the resurrection. And the first is our circumstances. By default, we, we often seem to equate God with our circumstances. And, and the thinking goes something like this. Things are going really good in my life, so maybe God is real, maybe he's good, or maybe I've done something to deserve it. And then on the flip side, when things are going bad, when circumstances are going against us, we can think, well, maybe God isn't real. Or maybe he isn't good, or maybe I've done something to deserve this. Now, we can, of course, find God in our circumstances. But when we look to the people throughout the ages who have experienced the power of the resurrection most profoundly, the saints, for example, it becomes pretty clear that we can't look to circumstances as a reliable evidence for the resurrection because so many of these people, they faced terrible situations, terrible circumstances. I think of St. Paul, he was in prison, in chains, and, and yet he's still writing his letter. I don't know how you write a letter in chains, maybe they were just around his feet. But uh, he's writing a letter to his community, and, and he's saying, rejoice in the Lord always, rejoice. I think of uh, you know, the martyrs uh, in our own time, but all throughout history, who have been persecuted, who have, have been uh, killed for their faith. Of course, most of Jesus' first disciples lost their lives. Surely it wasn't their circumstances that convinced them of the resurrection. The other place we don't go looking for resurrection is in maths books or, or science labs. Now, scientific knowledge is a, a huge focus for us in these days, and, and rightly so. It's so important for us. But what we know about scientific knowledge is that that's not the only way of knowing. That has its limits. I can't scientifically prove that I love my family, but, but I know that more than I know most other things. So where is it? How do we know that resurrection is real? I want to suggest to you that we know it through the faculty of our faith, which is a different kind of knowing. It's a knowing of the heart. It's a knowing that, that comes not so much through study or research, but as Father Alex said on Good Friday, 
It's a knowledge that's awakened in us as we encounter the perfect love of God. This knowledge gives us eyes to see and to access a life that we couldn't otherwise. And I want to call this life the resurrection. To live in the resurrection now means that we're able to access love even when we feel unlovable. We're able to access light even when our world and our lives are full of darkness. We're able to access peace even when everything seems so uh, rocky, so turbulent in our lives. We're able to access hope even when we've failed so many times, we've been disappointed so many times. You see, resurrection is about having access to a life that is untouched by our circumstances, by our feelings, by uh, what others might say about us or what we might say about ourselves. That's what St. Paul is getting at today in the second reading. He says, Since you have been brought back to life in Christ, let your thoughts be on heavenly things, not on things on the earth, because you have died, and now your life you have is hidden with Christ in God. Now your life is hidden with Christ in God. Because of the resurrection, St. Paul's saying, now you can access a hidden life, a hidden place in God. You have a capacity now to live from who God says you are. Not on, according to who you say or someone else says or how you feel on any given day. Now you have a capacity to live from, from God's peace, from God's light, from God's truth, not our circumstances. What we've always known from the beginning of our, our Christian story is that this resurrection is only ever a decision away. It's only ever a decision away. Think of St. Peter soon after Pentecost. He was out in the square and uh, he was preaching the Easter message and, and people were cut to the heart, quite rightly, they were asking Peter, well, what do we do now? How do we get this? And did you notice that Peter didn't give them any, jump, any hoops to jump through? All he said to them was, if you want this, if you want this resurrection, if you want this hidden life in Christ, you need to repent and be baptized. Now, to be baptized simply means that we die before we die we make a conscious decision in faith to die to our self-sufficiency so that we can put God at the center of our life, so that we can access this hidden life of God right now. And it's a decision that we make not based on any scientific evidence or it's not based on any circumstances, but it's based on faith. A knowing in our heart that what Jesus is offering us is what we deeply need. What will make the biggest difference in our lives. I'm going to lead us into a, a time of prayer now, a short time. But 
as I do that, I want to speak to four people today. The first person I want to speak to is that person who actually isn't supposed to be with us this morning. Maybe you were online, you were shopping for toilet paper or hand sanitizer and, and you just accidentally came across a link and here you are, you're with us. Or maybe, maybe you're watching this morning because this is a family tradition. You know, once a year you go to Mass for Easter and you're thinking to yourself, thank God this year at least I don't have to go to the church, I can just do it from home. I want to say to you today that this hidden life in God, this resurrection, is only a decision away. The second person I want to speak to is uh, the person who perhaps comes to Mass regularly or semi-regularly, but to be really honest, you come because your parents bring you or your wife is really devout or your husband's devout, or you come because you like the social scene, you uh, perhaps like to serve in the church, but this resurrection business, you're not really that convinced. You're not really sure that you need it. Or maybe you know you need it and you really want it, but there's something that just kind of prevents you from, from taking it. I want you to know too that that resurrection is only a decision away. The third person I want to speak to is the person that has been actively faithful their whole life, coming to church, praying, serving, loving God, but you've had one too many disappointments in your life. And resurrection, although it's a nice idea, you can't quite believe it. You've kind of given up on that. Maybe it's in the life to come. It's not now. I want you to know too that resurrection is only a decision away. The fourth person I want to speak to uh, is the person who is in the flow. You know what I mean by that? Uh, you've got God on tap. Everything you do and everywhere you look, you see God and you feel God and you hear God uh, directing you, speaking to you. I want you to know too that resurrection is only a decision away. You see, we're given a very important image of God in the Scriptures time and time again, in fact. It's, it's the image of God knocking. He's knocking. You've got that beautiful image of Jesus in the book of Revelation. He's knocking at the door of our hearts and He's saying, Here I am. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for you to let me in. And, and I don't care if you're young or old or rich or poor or, or are good or bad. I just, I want to come in. And we know, we know that there is no end to what God wants to give us. He's eternal. He's all-powerful. As we heard the psalmist proclaim this morning, give thanks to the Lord for He's good, for His love has no end. His love has no end. There is no end to what God would want to give to us and do in us and do, do through us if we're willing to make that decision. That's our part to play. A decision based on faith. 
Will you make that decision this morning on this beautiful Easter day? Or will you be perhaps a bit like the the disciple in the gospel today? This was the disciple that Jesus loved, by the way. He was probably particularly close to Jesus. He got to the tomb first. and, And he saw that the tomb was empty, but it said that he didn't go in. We can be a bit like that too, can't we? We see the tomb is empty. Resurrection's just there, but for one reason or another, we, we, we don't go in. Maybe we're afraid of, of how God might change us. Maybe we're afraid of what people might think of us. Or maybe we, we just don't feel like we deserve the gift, the resurrection. We'd just rather keep status quo. We're just... I'll just suffer here in silence. Now, these are all, of course, valid reasons for not going into the tomb, but do they need to stop us? Of course they don't. So I'm going to give us all now an opportunity, wherever we are, to to walk into the tomb. You see, resurrection comes alive in us when we can make a, a decision in faith. And it's so important for us to make this decision, especially today on Easter. This might feel really awkward for you. (laughs) You might be in your living room with your family thinking, Oh, Father Dan, please don't get me to do anything. This is so embarrassing. Is this worth your embarrassment? Absolutely it is. If we believe Jesus, it's life and death. So I want to encourage you now as a way of saying yes to the resurrection as a way of uh, making an act of faith. I want to, if you want to, if you want to make a response, if you want to say yes, I want to invite you now, wherever you are, just to stand. the, The word that we use often in our church, in our liturgy for yes, is amen. Amen. Amen basically means, yes, I believe. It's true. I want this. Give it to me. I'm going to play a song now and I want to encourage you to allow this song as we sing Amen. Sing it from the depth of your heart and allow it to be your yes to God. Your yes to the resurrection.
Lord Jesus, I, I can't see those who are standing, but of course you can wherever they are around the world. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you give them the grace now to, to open their hearts to your risen life. So I just pray now, by the power of your Spirit, God, that you will uh, awaken them to this hidden life in you that you will plant this hidden life deep down in them, that you will protect it, Lord. I pray that you will, you will help this, this life, this life of your resurrection, to, to grow in them and to flourish until one day they, they get to experience the main course and the dessert, the fullness of resurrection, the fullness of life in your presence, the fullness of love. I just pray in the meantime, Lord, that regardless of the circumstances that they may face, that they may always go back to this hidden place. They may draw life and peace and hope from this place, Lord. That the resurrection will always be near. We ask this through Christ our Lord. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.